Hello and welcome to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource Catholic women towards growth in all spheres of their life, be that personal, professional and spiritual. We seek to do this through online courses, the Catholic Women's Masterclass and our online virtual events. If you'd like to check out all that is on offer here at The Genius Project, please check out our website www www.geniusproject.co and you can find us on Instagram genius underscore project underscore daily and on Facebook the genius project I'm so excited to let you know the dates for our next live virtual Catholic women's event it's coming up in just a few weeks the 8th to the 9th of October Australian time if you're in the USA that'll be the 7th and 8th of October so we are going to gather on a platform like you've never seen anything done during this pandemic. I have had the huge privilege of hosting a number of USA live virtual events for my husband Jonathan. He does a lot in the area of Catholic teacher formation and a large part of our business was in the USA. So this platform has been incredible for running those events and I am going to bring to you this most beautiful live virtual Catholic women's event on this platform more than just a Zoom because let's face it, we are all totally sick of Zoom, right? But this gives you an experience of like you're at an actual event. So I really want to invite you to mark the date in your calendar, block out the time. These won't be recorded, so it is a live event. So you'll have to attend during those times to access the talks. We've got the most beautiful lineup of guest speakers coming to you and they're really coming to encourage, inspire, to reignite and to elevate something within you. I think all of us can admit this past two years has been a hard, hard slog. And if we're really honest, it feels like it's just getting harder. So this event is really just to bless you, to look at how we can heal from this last year and a half. And not only that, but then how are we going to move forward into next year and into the end of this year once some of these lockdowns lift. So join me the 8th to the 9th of October for this live virtual Catholic women's event. You can find out more at www.geniusproject.co and check out the events page. I hope to see you there. On this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, I am interviewing Ashley Strand. Now, Ashley is an incredibly vibrant woman all the way from Arizona, USA, and she is going to be sharing with us today around the temperament. Now, Ashley's background is in sales and marketing and also personality assessments and temperament assessments. So this episode is going to be really, really insightful and I hope will give you some practical insights that you can apply in your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Ashley. And welcome, Ashley, to the Genius Podcast. It's such a joy and a gift to have you as a guest with us all the way from Arizona today. So thanks for joining us. Hot, hot, hot here. It is. Well, it's cold, cold, cold here. <laughs> We're opposite ends of the season and the day. Come there in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's warm over there, I hear. So look, we're going to um, we're going to talk today about a really interesting topic, which is very close to your heart, which you've moved into business with your husband in, and we're going to be unpacking that. And I really think this is a message that all women need to hear because it has such powerful implications for not only us as women understanding ourselves, but then how we go out and we relate to our husbands, our children, in our workplace, in our ministry. So yes. the topic that we're going to deep dive into today is the temperaments, and so. We 
we're going to unpack these. But before we do, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're obviously pregnant, heavily pregnant with baby number three. <laughs> so share a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Giant, giantly pregnant. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I am a convert, by the way, if this, if Catholic women are listening, I converted to Catholicism 10 years ago. Um, that's a whole nother story. Uh, my husband was born and raised Catholic and I am 35 weeks pregnant with our third kiddo, girl, boy, boy. And I am, you know, a little tired, but not bad. (laughs) She's hungry (laughs) and hungry. I'm always hungry, but then I get full quick. It's like, ah, um, but anyways, so yeah. And you know, the last trimester in 110 degree weather you know so that's where I'm at right now so just stay inside and we record content (laughs) very good well you look much better than I did I was sharing with you before we started recording that we couldn't have kids for three uh, for six years then we had three in three years and it was like God was like here you are and I threw up I looked like I was about to die through all of my pregnancies so you look beautiful so <laughs> very good. So share a little bit about, I guess, your background and how you came to be doing what you're doing with your husband. Sure. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy how we ended up here because, let's see, 11 years ago, we were both just working jobs. I was working at Whole Foods Market. He was um, a waiter because he was in college to be a pilot. And I wanted to be an actress. I mean, that that is where we were 11 okay. years ago, which is crazy, right? Um to go to then we decided to become entrepreneurs together. We did a direct selling company. Um, We struggled a little in the beginning, but then we had like a lot of success, um, three years, actually decent success. And then a lot of success after my daughter was born, because I looked at her and I said, I'm telling people to live their dreams and to like, you know, step out in faith and do things that even if you're scared and I wasn't really fully doing it, I wasn't really fully walking my talk. Yeah. And I thought, uh oh, I've got this daughter I have to be an example for. So I literally was, I just like, it just, I snapped. I was like, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to do everything that I say. I tell other people they should do, right. I'm going to put it into, um, action. I'm actually going to treat this like a business, not like a scared little hobby I have, you know? Okay. And so we had a lot of success there. Then we had some personal tragedy. His mother died um, after my son was born. I almost died from a blood clot. Um, it's think that was one reason I'm very grateful for modern medicine is I definitely would have died a hundred years ago had we not had emergency, you know, yeah. care. So, so we went through this big transition. We're like, okay, we loved what we were doing. We're really passionate about it, but we want to do something more meaningful like coaching. We were really into, um, personal development and helping people that were business owners or entrepreneurs to, you know, become what they needed to become to be successful. Yeah. Uh, Cause we'd been through it all. And then, and we, we, we started doing it. We did okay with it, but we started going, the truth is this isn't really what we want to teach. Like what we really want to teach is helping people understand who they truly are who God has created them to be. So we start with personalities and temperaments, but then it goes deeper into the self image and like, are you actually living from the self image that God has of you or like a, a, a broken, yeah. you know, messed up version that you got when you were a child subconsciously, you know, 
and we all, you know, deal with this. We're not good enough. We're not this, we're not that, you know? And so we've realized that this information is so powerful for personal understanding, right? Like mm-hmm. self-discovery, um, stepping into, to all that God has created you to be. And then bonus, it helps your marriage. It helps your relationship Anything with else. your kids. It helps your relationship with your clients. If you you know are a business owner, yes. because you understand people at a way deeper level. And it's, it's so powerful. I remember when Jonathan and I, we've got a number of online businesses that we've started over the years. And I remember in the early days when we were doing sales, I was like, look at him and the way he did it. I was like, that's not the right way to do it. <laughs> I get irritated. Whereas, see, I was, and I, it also helps to understand birth order too, where you come in your family also helps. So I'm an eldest child. So I'm like, we get in, we get to the point and Jonathan's more a youngest. And so he goes around the long way. And, and once mm-hmm. we got this revelation though, of our innate design, like the unique motivational design that God gave us, then mm-hmm. we're able to work together far more effectively. And I think that is true in marriage, just in the day-to-day at working. You and I were laughing about uh, parenting because prior oh. to recording this podcast, we're all in lockdown here in Australia and trying to get my three kids sorted with Jonathan for online learning today while trying to get downstairs to record. And I've got um, one very strong-willed child. And so that was an interesting interaction as I left <laughs> funny my mom called it strong-willed too (laughs) we're gonna gonna dive in if you have a strong-willed child we're gonna tell you what that really means yes (laughs) and how to parent I'm I'm listening (laughs) okay good all right so look what I where I'd love to go in this episode because there's so much good stuff in here but I think if we just break it down into four areas of looking at, I guess, what are the temperaments? Like, well, not exactly specifically what they are, but why study them? Are they important? Are they new age kind of insights or are they actually something that can help us as Catholic women to grow in ourselves? So we're going to look at what they are, why they're important, then Mm -hmm. how do you actually identify your temperament? And then when can you use them? Because I think all of these steps are are really, really important. So Mm -hmm. Ashley, share with us in terms of what they are, but not, I guess, the specifics of each one, but just generally. Let me start out with the reason I'm so passionate. No, it's not new age. Like I know some people think if you get into like the Enneagram and maybe like the human design, those can definitely be new age. So watch out, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying I'm against all of them, but you know, be careful, be aware what you're getting into. Um, but there actually was a Catholic book written called the temperament God gave you. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. And then there's this, 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 um, second one they wrote called the temperament God gave your child. And that's how I originally got into this. But what we found is that the assessments that are given for those are, are not in depth enough for you to truly understand the blend you have of the four temperaments and to understand others quickly. Not to mention that it's really hard to like say phlegmatic and choler, is it choleric or choleric, yeah, you, you know? A lot of people yeah. can't even say them, let alone understand. And so you don't remember it. Like yeah. some, you know, whether you've heard of this before or never heard of it before, um, like if you heard of it, you probably didn't remember it unless you're like me where you were nerding out, like trying to figure out human behavior. Yeah. <laughs> because that, by the way, I didn't mention my husband and I both started out college with psychology classes because mm-hmm. it was such a passion of ours to understand why the heck people are the way they are, especially the people in your lives that you you really want to change. And you're just like, oh, we're we working together. I wanted to understand what made them do and act the way they were. Right. So 
So this assessment is very um, in-depth. It, uh, it, it gives you an exact percentage of, of what of each four uh, temperaments that you have and how you lean and where you go in stress and how you are in your environment versus the real you on the inside. Mm-hmm. And if they don't match up, that means there's a big disconnect and you can have a lot of stress, a lot of inner turmoil. Yeah. So my point is this one is very logic-based, very research-based. This mm-hmm. has been researched for 30 years. Um, it's called the DISC personality assessment. Now, if you've taken it before at work, because a lot of people will take it for work, but they weren't explained it properly. And so they're just like, oh yeah, I've taken that. Blah, That's blah, blah. that. And I think it is really important to deep dive into understanding the results, isn't it? Because it's one thing to tick the box and do the test. And on right. a surface level, you can say, oh yes, I'm that or I'm that. Right. But I think it's like, there is an invitation here to go deeper which is really important, which almost leads to the next question of why it's important. And I think, you know, as Catholics, sometimes we do miss this, that self-knowledge is actually a virtue. It's actually really, really important. And St. Teresa of Avila was really big on this. She was here. Know thyself, right? Absolutely. (laughs) She's got this beautiful quote. She says, self-knowledge is so important that even if you were raised right up to the heavens, I should like you to never relax on your cultivation of it. So. You know, I just think that's beautiful because I meet a lot of women because I do a lot of coaching and walking women through this masterclass we're doing. And this self-knowledge is really important. And it's the revelation that we get can actually lead to breakthrough. And, and this is the life that Christ actually wants for us. And, and you touched on this, that we have experiences growing up in our environment and all of this shapes who we are. But I guess what you're talking about here is going back to our unique design that's given to us by God. Like each of us has a unique nature. Like he's knit us together in our mother's womb, but not just as a body, but as a human person, a whole human person with emotions and strengths, right. gifts and a temperament too. And, and so our right. task in terms of why it's important, and I'll ask you this in a minute, is just to grow in our understanding of who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, share a little bit about so your experience of that. You said, you said why you asked, you know, why should people personally, why um, to, to, Two, maybe three reasons. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm not the detail-oriented one. So for the detail-oriented people listening, I got you. Don't worry, we'll get there. Um, awesome. But the first, but the first one is, um, so when I first learned this about myself, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's why I tend to get you know, shiny object syndrome. That's why I tend to not finish what I start. That, and so any sin that you, or or you know, even just not sin, but not being the best version of yourself that you tend to fall into easily, it tends to have to do with your temperament. Absolutely. Um, and there's a vulnerability, oh, isn't there? So we've got the flip oh, side, the yeah. strength and the, the, not weakness, but the unredeemed side. Right. Cause I'm all about the strength finder. You know, we talked about, I'm, I'm a strength finders coach too, actually, mm-hmm. but I think it's powerful to know where you can fall yeah. um, and be aware of it. And then this saved our marriage too, because my husband is this really rare type where he's a exact blend um, of three. So he's not extreme in any of them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I could, I, I couldn't understand him for years. And then he thought I was the crazy lunatic that, <laughs> you know, that like lied because my temperament. So if you know, the temperaments, um, 
it's the sanguine, but in the disc, it's the uh, I like, like inspiring. Yes. Um, but I have it at a hundred percent. So, so extreme, <laughs> like to <laughs> the max, <laughs> to the max. So like I get the strengths, but I also get the weaknesses to the max. Right. Yes. So like yes. some people not to go on too much of a tangent, but some people are like, wow, Ashley, you're so outgoing. And so like, you're the life of the party. Like you're so fun. You just inspire me. Like you just <laughs> you, like, how do you just go in front and talk to anyone? You know? So that's like the strengths. Yes. But what they don't know is if I didn't have my husband, I would be a squirrel <laughs> that, like, that like went to every shiny object and never, you know, and was completely illogical and, uh, you know, like didn't have any balance or structure. Mm-hmm. So, so thank God yes. <laughs> I married a really balanced man who understood this. Right. Yeah. So, and then thirdly, your children. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it is my, my daughter. So if, if you already know the temperaments and you're listening to this, she's extraordinarily high choleric, which is the D the dominant, mm-hmm. they are dominant doers, determined in charge, in control. And will die in a ditch before they ever humble or apologize. Oh. <laughs> oh, today was a perfect example on the way home from school. And we'll, we should go into the type. So people know what we're talking yeah. about, but um, on the way home from school, I, she's, she was full fo- and they're very task oriented. So she was focusing on braiding this, um, this, uh, grass into like this, this, this big piece of grass that she was like braiding into a headband. Right. Okay. And her little brother who's four was like, just talking to her. He was just, Hey, Zoe, do, 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 you know, just chitty chatting. <laughs> Hush up. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and I said, Zoe, he was just talking to you, honey, you know, and, and, you know, and so I mean, I'm not dissing on my child, but (laughs) very, you know, just, just like, well, I was trying to focus. And, and, and then I said, we need, we need to figure out what's going on in your heart, like why you're getting so upset with people so quickly. She's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather yeah, just, just very, get very defiant. So every temperament has their strengths, but then their weakness, so a high D, a high choleric is going to get defiant quickly. Yeah. So, and you said you have a high choleric dominant oh, daughter as we well. Do. We do. <laughs> so we can go over how to deal with that. But um, so would it be helpful if I go into the types? Yeah, I think so, actually explaining how do you identify your okay. particular type of temperament? Because these are these are tools that God gives us to help us grow in this self-knowledge. So what are the tools? And I think you're going to use that disc assessment um, yes. primarily. Compare it to the, the choleric. If, if yes. people know that one already, I can easily compare it. And, and look, it's just good to highlight that this isn't some new pop psychology thing. This goes no. way, way back, you know, way this back. Is 30 years of university study. This isn't some Vogue magazine, you know. And no, and, and even prior to those 30 years, oh, it's yes. very much like goes back into yes. ancient times of understanding the human person and yes. what makes it tick. The choleric, melancholic, that one. Yes. Um, the, some people know has been around hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And, and like, I think it, my husband's so good at detail. He's got way more detail. That's so good. Well, let, let's dive into. The philosopher gave it, you know, to what. Yes then how the church got it and yeah no look, so, so let's dive into the actual tools yeah. and tell us how this works how can people begin this process well or how can they understand it really 
And I know you said, um, and I don't know if you want to put a link where they can take it. Yes. Um, the website I created is unleashingyourdreams.com backslash me, yes. right? Like yeah. me, like understand me. Um, so you can link that uh, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. They can take the assessment there. The reason it's important to take an assessment is because if you try to figure yourself out, sometimes you'll pick what you want to be <laughs> or you'll, um, you know, or you won't quite know your secondary one, you know, or if you're like my husband where you're equal in three of them, that's like, no wonder we could, we had to have the assessment to figure him out. Yes, um, right. So they have tools. Yes. And so this disc assessment is basically the temperaments. It's the sanguine, choleric, melancholic, phlegmatic, yeah. but way more in depth. Yeah. Like, um, we actually have a software where we can put you and your husband in together or you and your child and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of that relationship. And, um, which is so helpful, isn't it? Oh, it's so fun. It's so, so, fun. so fun. Yeah. Okay. Here right. we go. I, I, like I know if they're listening on the podcast, they're not going to see this, um, visual. So I won't like, it's also to- on YouTube though. So if they okay. want to go onto YouTube, they can, but yeah. So, so I'll, I'll talk about it, but I'll also point it out. So we've got the D, which is the dominant, yeah. which is the choleric and the um, temperaments. And then we've got the I, which is the inspiring, which is the sanguine. Both of these types, the D dominant, the choleric, and the I inspiring, the sanguine are fast paced, outgoing individuals. Okay. So that's the first question you ask yourself. Am I fast paced and outgoing mm-hmm. or am I slower paced and reserved? Now, again, if you're, if you're like, you know, some people don't put me in a box, I'm both <laughs> depends on my mood. What I ask you to do is just 51%. If you had to lean one way or the other and you ha- you can change your mind in an hour, but right now, if you had to pick, are you more fast paced and outgoing or slower paced and reserved? Now the two slower paced and reserved are the C, the cautious, which is the melancholic and the S, the supportive, which is the phlegmatic. So those are the slower paced, reserved, mm-hmm. more reserved, right? So yeah. now I've got friends who are, are um, a dominant supportive, which is choleric phlegmatic, which you would think doesn't exist. But, but it, it can, it can. <laughs> a very interesting God. combination, actually. Oh, it's it, that one. I'm sure they feel a little internal struggle there. Mm. Um, but God created you for a reason. Yeah. Now, again, and we can have a whole nother episode on self-image because maybe something happened when you grew up that made you feel like you had to be a certain way. Yes. And that's why I love our assessment because it's the environmental you versus the real you. Mm. And if there's too much of a disparity between the two, that's when we know something's going on deeper. Yes. Yeah. So, so again, just to recap, D is the dominant. That's the choleric. So the D words, right? Okay. Look at the, the picture actually helps. So <laughs> right, dominant, right? They're, yes. they're dominant, they're direct, they're demanding, they're decisive, they're the doer. Um, but they are also the dreamer. And then when they get out of balance, they are defiant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's <laughs> you have a task oriented, fast paced, outgoing, determined, doer, little competitive, little child, (laughs) most likely you have a very high choleric dominant child. Yes. And you got the I, okay. That's the inspiring, which could translate to the sanguine inspiring, influencing, inducing, interactive, impressionable, imaginative, inspirational life of the party. That's my dominant. I have it at a hundred percent. Okay. Which is where, you know, 
people used to think I was crazy growing up. <laughs> and when we get out of balance, we become illogical. Mm-hmm. And my husband, you know, and, and I'm a convert. So you have to, and like so many people that grew up Catholic, they grew up with much more logic, right? <laughs> I didn't grow up with much logic in my house. Okay. So there's a lot of emotional religion, which yeah. is fine. But yeah. he's like, oh my God. Like he literally sometimes is like, you're making absolute no rational logical sense. <laughs> That he brings you back and grounds you. <laughs> this has been a 10-year learning process. <laughs> How long time. have you been married for? 10 years Ten uh, in years. September. Okay. So very close. Yeah. yeah. I'm dating for what? 11 and a half. So, okay. Um, okay. So we got the, then the S, the supportive. Yeah. Okay. This is the phlegmatic, but l- supportive, steady, stable, sweet, sensitive. They like security. They like things the same. Um, and when they get out of balance, they become susceptible. They are the ones that have a really hard time saying no. Okay. Um, because they're so dang sweet and they just want, they just love people so much. Um, they're so people oriented. Uh, and then the last one, the C, which is cautious. That's the melancholic, but, um, this one is described as cautious, calculating, competent, consistent, contemplative analyzer, logical. Uh, you know, very facts based. Mm-hmm. When they get out of balance, they can seem cold. Okay. Because they're so reserved and so task oriented mm-hmm. that they they don't mean to, but they can come across like they don't care. Okay. And, when they're out of balance, so all of these uh, ones have amazing gifts. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I came from direct sales people thought you had to be inspiring and the outgoing or the dominant to be successful. Mm-hmm. But that really, I, that wasn't true. I mean, yes, the, the, it's a little easier because it's of the nature of the business, yeah. but I, I met many supportive and many calculating types that, that had success. It's just finding it in the way that mm-hmm. works for you. Right. Yes. So those are the four types. When you take the assessment, you get a percentage of each one. Yeah. And what's really crazy is n- almost knowing your secondary is almost more important than your first. Now, why is that? What's the, you, you tend to go to, to your secondary and stress. Okay. So for example, I'm 35 weeks pregnant. right? <laughs> and so my, I, my saying one gets squelched a lot because I don't do well with pregnancy. Yeah. And so I go straight to when I'm stressed, I go straight to the dominant, which is the doer in your face, task oriented. And I kind of, I become a big B. <laughs> You're gorgeous. <laughs> Let me just be honest. <laughs> but so. it's, it's so good to be aware of this because I think this leads into the when, because it actually is how we can grow in holiness, right? Because right. when we know the truth about ourselves and we, we can kind of understand this internal war that's taking place, you know, St. Paul talks about it in scripture that I, mm-hmm. why do I end up doing what I don't want to do? Like I know what I should do, but why mm-hmm. am I pulled this way? It's because of our temperament. It's because of that, that strong nature in us. But as you pointed out at the start, we're not boxed. We're not set in stone that you know, St. Thomas Aquinas said grace builds upon nature. So yes, we have this nature, but with the Lord's grace, we can actually grow into holiness and we can grow into wholeness in Christ, which is just our path of sanctification in this world, right? Well, so I'm a big believer that God gave you the spouse and the children you have for a reason yeah. to learn these. So you mentioned Paul, here's what's crazy. He was a high choleric. Yeah. 
He was. If you think about dominant doer, yeah. you know, um, Peter was the sanguine. He was a high eye inspiring. Yes. Um, I think it was John, the one, the one that Jesus loved. He yeah. was the supportive. He was the nurturer, peacemaker. And then doubting Thomas was the cautious, right? So you can actually find it um, in, in these biblical characters. And it's like, oh, Martha, is it Martha and Mary, the sisters? Yes. So which one sat at Jesus's feet? Um, I can't remember. Was oh, it Mary? Mary. Because yeah. so she Martha, was Martha, Martha, Martha. Right, 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 right. Mary's chosen the better portion. Right. Martha at the time was... Be- and again, this doesn't mean that task oriented people are wrong, no. but she was so task oriented and just wanted to, you know, yeah. get it done that she wasn't realizing that what being in the moment with Christ was what was important. Right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, but then us people oriented people like Mary, sometimes we forget to get the task done. So there's a, there's a balance. <laughs> there's a balance. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but so these it's, insights it's are so helpful for getting that balance, aren't they? Like the tools that we are given, like are so helpful because sometimes we can't actually make this change. Yes, there's grace, but I often say, you know, St. Augustine, he who what he who created you without your cooperation he won't save you so we actually have to cooperate with grace for grace to be drawn down and for grace to be active in our life and I think this is a beautiful example of how we can do that how learning to understand and grow in this holy awareness of ourselves then helps us actually in the practical day-to-day outworking of our life and our relationships to I guess understand the other person so we're not always hitting their their Mm -hmm. hot buttons right Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think it's just so insightful when you understand your spouse in this light Mm -hmm. you you give a little more grace right that person and by the way for those ladies out there whose spouse is like I ain't taking no assessment (laughs) yeah (laughs) right maybe we can convince them but here's how you can a little tip on figuring it out so first you're going to figure out are they more fast-paced and outgoing and slower paced and reserved Mm -hmm. You can kind of tell because they either can't sit still and they're always talk, you know, or they're more reserved and slow paced. Um, So you pick that one. And if you, if you've decided that they're fast paced and outgoing, they're either going to be a dominant, you know, choleric or inspiring, the sanguine. Then you're the secondary question is going to go, do you know, are they now some people think that all men are more task oriented. That's not true, actually. Um, you'll be able to tell like if he if he likes his list and he's you know he's like don't mess with me when i'm finishing a task like but if he's more people oriented you you can tell cuz he's the one who's like talking to people first at church or he's you know the one um that it really cares about how so and so feels right <laughs> um so if they are so so then if he's slower paced and reserved but more task oriented, he's going to be that cautious, careful, analytical. Yeah. He's slower paced and reserved, but more people oriented. He's going to be the supportive, you know, nurturing phlegmatic. If he's fast paced, outgoing and task oriented, he's going to be more that doer dominant, um, choleric, and then fast paced, outgoing, uh, people oriented is the sanguine. Mm -hmm. You can't miss a sanguine, high inspiring man. (laughs) like women we all seem like we're just life of the party talky talky you know sometimes right especially yeah. with enough wine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but when a man is high sanguine they they just they just seem so charismatic and um you're just like wow they they really know how to talk to people yes they really it's 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 rare sometimes in catholic faith right because if you were brought up catholic it's like no you're going to be more logical you need to be more task oriented you know sometimes that's how it was depending on your upbringing yes um so so anyways if that didn't make sense by the way just go to my link and take the assessment and make him take it (laughs) and be like I think it's an interesting task to do even as a family, isn't it? Like getting the children to do this because those insights can be really helpful as parents in terms of how we parent, how we steward the souls of our kids and um, how we're interacting. Their maturity, like my daughter's seven and she just took it. We tried giving it to her when she was six. Okay. She couldn't quite focus on the questions enough. So yeah. she, we finally, she could take it at seven, but if you you know, reach out and chat to us, like, and you explain them, we can probably figure the child out even, you know, yeah. eh, they need to be at least three. Yes. So like yeah. start to see those patterns. Sometimes you could see it sooner. I knew she was outgoing wow. from like six months. Some of old. them, I know some of them. You can <laughs> see. And I think it's interesting when they get to the age, like my kids are, they're preteen teens. You oh, look back and you can really see this this thread like that was there from the moment like they were born and it just has continued so and it's also about I mean it's about doing this in ourselves too it's about taking that unique nature and then like Saint Teresa of Avila said is to cultivate this atmosphere around personal growth and awareness and with it's personal growth but it's also growing in the spiritual life like all of these things are really the foundation of how we grow in the spiritual life and we we grow towards holiness and become more of Christ I guess to the people we do life with so there's when we're talking about when is this important it's important all the time in any setting in any interaction with people is just to understand who we are and then who we're called to be as well it's like mm-hmm. a, it's our unique path really isn't it to to mm-hmm. grow it's oh my gosh <laughs> it's funny because my daughter's becoming more and more and more who she is, right? And her brother's the exact opposite. Okay. And so I think sometimes she feels that I favor him and I don't favor him. I just have an easier time getting along with him, yes. right? Because we're both people oriented. Um, and it, by the way, the difference between being outgoing and fast paced and slower paced and reserved that can cause some tension. Cause you're like, if you're the fast paced one and your spouse is slow paced, you're like, come on, come on, come on. I'll give like, you a great world. example of this one. My husband, oh my gosh, prior to COVID, we travel like a lot. We're overseas a lot. He's speaking overseas. So he's the kind of person that wants to be at the airport two hours, oh, three hours before the flight. The bags have to be minimal luggage. Whereas I have been known to pull up in the taxi as the um, plane is actually boarding. <laughs> so there's, yeah. you can see how that played out in our marriage. So finally, I actually had to go, is it more important for him or for me? And I yielded to his nature right. in that in that area because it was actually more important for him and his stress levels to be organized. And so I learned how to, to do that with traveling. And so it just made for a much more peaceful experience. But well, I so and if he's so so I was saying, you know, fast paced versus slower paced is not as, as big of a deal. But if 
if one of you is people oriented and one of you is task oriented, that's when the real struggle. Yes. Because you're like, well, how did that person feel? And you're like, I don't know. I had stuff to do (laughs) the task oriented person. Right. Or like, if like, let's say you're a task oriented parent, but your child is very people oriented. Mm. You're like, come on, let's just get the homework done. What's your problem? But like they, how I feel about the homework right yeah, now. Yeah, they're like thinking feelings and they want to go talk to this person and oh daddy came home. I'm gonna talk, go talk, you know. Um, or for me, I'm pe- I'm more people oriented, my daughter's more task oriented. Like I'll, you know, she'll be she makes jewelry, she'll be making jewelry and like I'll say, Zoe, I love you. How is school? Mom, I'm focused. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's orientation is not there. Yes. So it's just learning how to work with each of those natures, isn't it? Yeah. And and when to, I guess, hold someone accountable and when to give grace. I think that's also really important because, you know, these negative aspects, it's like sometimes an internal wall. There is this pull towards the unredeemed side of our nature all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be aware of how that shows up in our own life. And then, and what are the things or the strategies that we can do to help us resist that or put us in a different space so that we don't keep getting pulled back there? It's interesting the way you put it unredeemed because, you know, sin is just missing the mark, right? You know, sometimes I think we, we're really hard on ourselves about sin and it's like, yes, there's some that are, you know, you got to be really careful, but some of the times you're just missing the mark and you get to start over every minute. Right. That's God's grace. So Absolutely. Um, this has really helped me with knowing, you know, where I tend to go, because for example, my dominant type, the inspiring, outgoing, entertaining life of the party, right. We love to be the center of attention. Okay. <laughs> we can't stand it. If somebody doesn't like us, right. Like okay. it, it's like, we need to be liked. Right. Okay. Um, yes. And, and and, and that is where I, you know, fall is like, yeah, you know, I can, I can, and granted I've matured a lot over the last 10 years, but when my husband met me, it was like, I'd talk so much and talk over him and, you know, and I, you know, I had, I had to be the, the center of attention, you know? So thank God, like, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You learn like you do learn. It's like this, you know, when you're first married, it's a bit rough, right? And eventually you just learn to fit and how to work together. And I mean, that's in all spheres, marriage and parenting, but in the workplace, ministry, like friendships as well, just understanding how different people work. Like you might have someone who, you know, in a friendship gets really offended very easily. Um, mm-hmm. But the other person might not even recognize that they've offended that person. So it's it's not yeah. about them being overly sensitive or because, you know, a lot of people who are sensitive can be put down quite a lot in life. And then you, the people who are, you know, energetic and want to be the life of the party, well, they can be called show offs or they're too proud. And, you know, right. so it's I think we've got to be careful of not labeling people, but seeking to understand people and understanding okay. this- story and understanding their nature because a label is too simplistic but Mm. when we seek to go deeper and we understand a person's story well that's Mm -hmm. when we that's where the magic happens of relationship yeah that's actually my husband's favorite quote of all time is what seek first to understand before seeking to be understood Mm. and I mean that 
That's a good quote. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, like, no, like, why didn't they care? You know, <laughs> like, why didn't they listen to me? Why didn't they care about me? What, or, you know, um, well, they just don't get me. Well, why don't you try to get them first? Yes. You know, and it's hard in-laws. Who? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> I also think just, you know, this idea of um, when we understand another person, then it's like we're coming together in this space. We, we find common ground. And yeah. I often walk pastorally with a lot of women through our sisterhood women's ministry in this area of marriage and just working out relationships and often say, let's Instead of, you know, some women can be saying, you know, well, he does, he does, he never, he always. And it's this right. wall. You can't actually resolve conflict or you can't grow in relationship when you've got that approach. Mm-hmm. But when you stand back and you say, okay, yes, he's really ticked me off. He's really hurt me. Yes, his behavior is unacceptable. But I think if we can seek to go beyond the behavior and look at the motivation, like what is the nature? What is happening behind that? So I often say to women, like, look at the complaint behind the criticism. So if a husband's very critical to a wife or anyone's critical, yes, we can be defensive because our natural reaction is to put up our our fence and to fight back. But instead of doing that, seeking to understand what is the complaint, because there's always a complaint behind the criticism Mm -hmm. and and seeking to understand that makes, makes a lot of difference. So it's like seeking to understand a person's nature in relationship goes a long way. It's, it's so powerful. And then it goes in, you know, then if there's something, then it goes to the deeper thing, the, the self-image, you know, if, if they're struggling with, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to please her. You know, I'm, I'm a, I can't, you know, provide, you know, some, something deeper Mm. that comes from like a self-image or a fear that that's when, you know, that's a whole nother yeah, level. Deep we might work. have to do another podcast on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great one too, because that often happens. Our self-image is formed, you know, probably before the age of seven. And it really frames the landscape of our life, the choices we make, how we interact with people, how we believe in ourselves, the, you know, the risks we're willing to take. And it all bubbles away below the level of conscious awareness a lot of the time. Yeah. So we're, we're reacting and we're doing things, but we're not actually in touch. So this journey of getting to know ourselves, this self-knowledge, you know, is so, so important. And um, it's something that we walk women through in the masterclass is we do a whole unit around self-worth and self-image and where that's formed. And then looking into who you actually are, you touched on this, like, is this who you are, who you've been told to be, or is it who you actually are, who God's created you to be? And I think Mm -hmm. it's a very valuable process diving into and unpacking all of this. So I thought I might read to you, uh, cause, cause sometimes you would think, oh, we're the same. We should get along. Right? Like, you know, like <laughs> I said, so my bad. son and I are more similar. Right. But, um, but sometimes with these, these really dominant types, you can butt heads. Right. So I'll read you the strengths and the struggles. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, see if you have some ins- so the strengths are as long as you both share the same desires and direction you'll experience harmony and you'll be able to accomplish a lot as a team your mutual goals and admiration and desire to get results can be very positive and affirming mm-hmm. now the struggles <laughs> <laughs> yeah they give strategies to the <laughs> power struggles over control are the most frequent source of friction and fighting mm. Since you're both competitive, you both want to win every battle at all costs. 
neither of you will want to give in or give up. You think if I give an inch, this child will take a mile. <laughs> and in many cases, you might be right. <laughs> but if you cannot reach compromises, your home life can become a battleground. Mm-hmm. So the, some of the strategies are don't force is- issues. Don't threaten or give ultimatum. Um, balance holding a hard line with allowing your child some areas over which they can have control. Uh, well, this is a funny one. Would you like to clean your room now or after you finish watching the television show? <laughs> like the, it gives them some feeling of control. Of control, right? like they've got some power. <laughs> right? uh, it works, you know, for my daughter who's seven, um, you know, I'll say, do you want to be in charge of cleaning this room or do you want your brother to be in charge of this room and you're in charge of the other room? Like it just, her for her temperament, it is amazing, it right? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't work every single time. You but know, it's a good but, strategy. Right. And there's, and so my son is the more supportive, uh, phlegmatic, and he's got a lot of the, the inspiring sanguine as well. Like he's a combo of those. So he loves people and he loves to help. And I say, babe, uh, Dominic, mommy needs your help to make this room beautiful so we can have fun when people come over and he, oh man, gets so, nice. so excited, right. Like a completely different motivation. Right? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, okay, mommy, you know, <laughs> um, like and we're going to dance and sing while we clean this up. And for him, it's amazing. Right. But Zoe's yeah. like, well, whatever, what are you going to give me? How much money are you going <laughs> to give me? <laughs> How can I win out of this exchange? Yes. <laughs> oh, golly. So, and there's, there's, this goes over your dominant type, your main type yes. to your child's main type yes. or your spouse. It's, it's really Fantastic. cool. Well, that's beautiful. Ashley, thank you so much. That's such powerful insights in this 45 minutes. So I think we're definitely going to have to have you back for the self-image unpacking. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Genius Podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Ashley. She's a real dynamo and she just gives us so many great insights. Now, if you'd like to go further in this personal journey of wholeness in your own life, can I really encourage you and warmly invite you to take a look at the Genius Project Catholic Women's Masterclass. Now, this is a deep dive and in this masterclass, we really go in and we take a look at our unique motivational design. What are those things that God has placed within us for a reason, for a purpose? So in this masterclass, we deep dive into our nature and we take a look at all that we've looked at in this podcast episode, understanding your unique motivational design so that grace can build upon nature so that you can grow into wholeness and balance in Christ. So if you're interested in that, please send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co, and I can send you some more information. Don't forget to register for the live virtual event coming up at the start of October. You can do this at www.geniusproject.co. Until next week, have a beautiful week and God bless you.